Thank you for choosing to listen to this message. At Coastal, we believe in changing and enriching lives through the power of the Word. We pray that this message would be a blessing to you. But we're on the outside, our outskirts, and we work in an area called Tambu Village, uh, which is between a, a township called Guguletu and Manenberg. And the majority of the people that we reach are the most beautiful champions I've ever come across. But many of them live in corrugated iron houses. Um, so it's swelteringly hot in the winter and the summer. And then in the winter, we have rainfall in Cape Town. And so yet last week, I was speaking with one of my colleagues. And uh, the rain was coming in on the inside of his home. And there were floodwaters in his house. And that's what they live with. And he's got a new little baby. So... It's really, really intense at times. But last year at, uh, with New Day was a year of kindness, and we saw God's kindness in so, so many ways. And this year, we have the year of overflow. And we are trusting God for some extraordinary things. And Psalm 23, it says, my cup overflows, and surely goodness and mercy are going to follow us all the days of our lives. And I want to thank Coastal for partnering with us. And what we do is we don't see people in need. We see champions who we are cheering on. That's what we see. They're not victims. They're getting to know Jesus, but they're also being equipped to make a difference and get out of poverty. That's our passion um, So I'll just tell you a little bit about what we did in 2022. Um, we run a variety of programs. Thank you. If I can have the next slide. We run a variety of programs. One of them is called Work for a Living. The other is our computer learning center and coding and a call center. Those are some of the programs we run in the morning. And last year, we had 15 Work for a Living courses. They were 12 days long, and we reached over 200 people. Work for a Living is that we equip them to get jobs. That's what we're about. And then we ran two computer learning center programs for our people. And it's incredible that they are getting government accredited courses that allow them then to get jobs as well. So we trained 60 of those people up and uh, we ran one coding course for 12 months. And that was our pilot one. And we, we graduated four of the students. We put it on pause because we're crafting it and molding it a bit more so that they can really get a hold of it. And then we have five call center courses where we train people how to run call centers. And those are 10-day courses, and we reach over 50 people last year. But I want to tell you a little story about what happened in July last year. So we got a, um, a contact, um, call from a company saying, we'd like some of the people that are part of you. Thank you. May I have the next slide? It's like... Um, don't you love that kind of thing when you've been with people who have been on holiday? Then they want to show you their 7,544 slides. But I won't be too long. And uh, so in July last year, we, they said we'd like to come and interview some of your people for jobs. And so we put forward 26 people. We prayed with them. There was the induction that they had. And all 26 got a job in one day. So that... That affects all 26 homes. And I wanted to just tell you a little bit about Bussy, who's in the corner over there. Bussy has a skin, skin disease, 
and it came to our attention, she was on our computer learning course, her center course, that every morning she would walk between five and six miles, 10 kilometers, five or six miles every day to class, no matter what the weather, and 10 miles home. And she had nothing in her house. And you know, here's the exciting thing, Bussy was the first person to get a job. And so we were just excited. But last year we saw over 90 people give their lives. Thank you to the Lord. Incredible. 90 people. Can I have the next slide? It's our sewing enterprise. And we have a group of ladies that are making stuff. And so it's just the most exciting thing. You can see in the background we're running our computer learning center. And then over here are the ladies sewing away and making jewelry and all kinds of things. And I've become the local mule. So whenever I travel, they give me a suitcase going, sell it, <laughs> which I do. And so we've got a few of their things over there. We also have a foodscaping program. And uh, this has all happened in the last seven years. It's incredible what's happened. And what we do is we um, have been given some land, and so we grow veggies and um, give it out to the local community. And we've got the attention of the local mayor of Cape Town. And so the mayor of Cape Town came to see our program, which is exciting. And the Department of Agriculture are also getting involved with us. So it's like there's an acceleration going on. So that all happens in the morning. Then in the afternoon, we have 200 kids who are part of our shluma. Shluma is a Kosa word, one of the languages in South Africa. And the word shluma means to prosper. And so these kids come in and we run a digital hub for them. So these kids are learning coding. And in fact, they have last year they wrote a code which was sent to space. And these kids live in corrugated iron houses. And how many of you kids have run a, done a program like that? We have. Um, <laughs> I not me, because they tried to explain it to me. I went, <laughs> I have a degree, but I have not a clue what you're talking about. And so we run coding, we re run robotics for our kids, and we also do maths, e-learning, and then English, and we love on them, and we feed these kids. And the um, captain of the South African rugby team is a man called Sia Khaleesi, and Sia and Rachel are amazing. His background was very similar to the kids that we reach. And so they have set up a foundation every month, they send us food, and for our children, that is, for many of them, that's the only meal. The only meal they have. And to see the joy on their faces is incredible. But in this year of overflow, we have um, seen God give us a partnership with another organization, thank you, called the Message Trust. And um, interestingly enough, I prophesied over the Message Trust, a UK-based organization that are reaching people that they would go into Cape Town. And so they've set up in Cape Town, and this year they got a hold of us and said, please, can we help them set up a work for a living program? We said, yes, we would. All those guys are ex-convicts. Some of them had been in prison for 30 years. And God has begun to just restore them. They're setting up businesses and legitimate businesses this time, which is incredible. And one of the guys, I was having a chat with him. I said, what were you in for? Silly question. Don't ever ask. But um, to see the redemptive power of Jesus, it's never too late. And uh, we also have another overflow in an area, thank you, just um, a township that's close to us called Umfuleni. 
And that lady over there with the red hat uh, um, cover on her head is called Nabonke. And I've known her for many, many years. And she phoned me and she said, Sisi, we need new day in our area. And so she came and saw us and we immediately said, well, what have you got in your hands? We don't just hand out. What have you got? She said, I can sew. I can sew really well. I said, right, let's set up a sewing enterprise. And we've got lots of kids that are on the streets um, getting up to all sorts of stuff. So we've set up a, a soccer, a soccer um, academy for them. But it's just incredible what God is doing. And everything we do, we always speak about Jesus. We've got loads of Muslims, loads of anarchists and all the other things that come through our programs. But when we pray, everybody prays. And so it's, it's so beautiful. And we pray in the name of Jesus. And there's never been any kickback because we just are doing it in kindness and love to reach people. And uh, Rod asked me to just kind of put together how many people we reach per year. And so I'm not going to go through it too much, but um, the Computer Learning Center, we're reaching about 105 people, work for a living about 480, our call center 480 a year, our sewing about 20. Uh, Schlumer, those are the kids, oh, actually over 200 now. Foodscaping, we're reaching about 22 people. We have a staff started off with just three of us, and in seven years, we're up to 18 on our staff, and I get nervous every time somebody else gets a call to join us. I want to go, oh, Lord Jesus, please find them another job, but they're part of us, and then Umfalani, we're reaching about 28 people, and then Mannenberg, shouldn't have two Bs on that, Mannenberg Primary, we've been invited into a school there, and we will be reaching 620 kids a day, a day. This is a normal government school, and they've invited us in to set up a computer learning center and an aftercare program. So in all, we're reaching about 1,973 people every year. Yeah. And may it continue. But I would just love, um, just before I speak to you, just to let you see a little thank you to you guys for all that you're doing from our, some of our team. Thank you. We as New Day are so grateful for your generous love and support. And because of you, I'm able to facilitate the calls in the course to our community in Tambo and Menenberg. And because of you, I finished my work for a living course. Because of you, we are able to make a difference in our community. Because of you, I have a privilege to serve these beautiful kids. Because of you, um, we are privileged that um, I'm one of the facilitators for the computer course. Because of you, my life has been transformed. Because of you, I was able to complete the coding course. Because of you, I am able to be a partner in the sewing enterprise. Because of you, I finished the computer program. Because of you, I was able to complete my computer course. Because of you, I am able to lead the work for a living. Course. Because of you, I've got to see life change every day through the Computer Learning Center. Because of you, I got the opportunity of doing the computer course and I just finished. Thank you very much for the opportunity. And I just want to say thank you so, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you. Really, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Let's just pray. Just put your hands out to the Lord if, you, if you're comfortable doing that. Lord, I just thank you that the earth is yours and the fullness. I thank you that your kingdom is advancing. I thank you for all that you're doing through New Day. I thank you that Coastal is partnering with us in such amazing ways with such generosity and kindness. I thank you, Lord, that actually I want to be audacious and ask for even more than 1,920. Lord, there are so many people who are needing you. And so thank you for your goodness. Bless us now as we are together. Thank you that every single person here would know that you are throwing logs on the fire of their hearts and it would burn with your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So I'd love us to just have a look at a passage. Uh, yeah, please take a photograph of that if you want to. And please um, sign up for our mailing list and follow us. We're on social media and everything else. But I'd love to just read from Acts chapter 3. If we can have a look at that, Acts chapter 3, verses 1 to 10. And I love this passage of Scripture. For those who don't know, um, and I think many of you don't know, I spent a period of time in a wheelchair and was told I would never walk again and never use my right hand again. How, who gets the laugh last? The, la the last laugh is always the Lord. And so it starts off in Acts chapter 3, verses 1 to 10. It says, one day, just a day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon, just the normal practice. Now a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. And when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. And Peter looked straight at him as did John. And then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. And then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give to you. In the name of Christ Jesus of Nazareth, walk and taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. I love suddenlies, don't you? Good suddenlies. And he jumped his feet and began to walk. And then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. And when all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Isn't that amazing story? I love that story. I love reading it again and again and again. And here was a scenario. It was three o'clock in the afternoon. It was the time of prayer in the temple. And uh, Peter and John were joining all the people to go and do their prayers to the Lord in the great house of God. And there was this gate at the eastern area, gold laden with jewels. 
It was called Gay Beautiful. See the irony here. And there at that temple was a crippled man, crippled from birth. And every day they put him there. Every day. No dignity. That's where he was. He was put there at the entrance to beg from people who were going into the temple to pray. He was not allowed into the temple. And the reason being, he was paralyzed. So he would just sit at this gate beautiful. And all he could do was ask for alms. And people who are feeling generous or feeling guilty would give him a little bit of dosh now and again. Dosh, do you say that here? Oh, that's a, that's a British word. Cash. There you are. And the man sees Peter and John and he does what he's always done. And he asks for some alms. Please, can I have a few little pennies? And here was this man who was Mr. Invisible. I wonder how many people in our world are Mr. and Mrs. Invisible. That we just kind of walk past them. In the UK, we have these people who sell the big issue, a magazine, to make a little bit of money. And it is so easy to just walk past them. Thank you, no thank you. Or not even acknowledge them. And Peter and John were just doing what they've always done. And suddenly, as they go towards the entrance of Gate Beautiful, they spot this guy. And he gets their attention. And possibly the man's head was down because he was so, that, you know, people would, there was no dignity for him. And Peter says to him, look at us. Look at us. And so he lifts up his head and he gives them his attention. And then Peter says, silver and gold I don't have. Oh, great. (laughs) But such as I have. And there is always a transition when there's a but involved, not the double T one. (laughs) But what I do have, I give to you. And that but has all the power of heaven in it. What I do have, I give to you. And that but is in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Sorry, I'm shouting again. And then Peter does this. He reaches out. And you are reaching out. That's the theme for Coastal at the moment. Reaching out. And he took him by the right hand. I love that. So filled with authority. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. And there was instant strength. There was a suddenly for this guy. And I feel that even though the world is rocking and rolling, we can, as followers of Jesus, prepare our hearts for suddenlies. Not just the suddenlies that the politicians or the world or the economy or whatever throws at us, but the suddenlies of the king and the kingdom. And my jingoes, COVID got a hold of us and said, get ready for suddenlies. And this morning, I just want to share with you a little bit about 
this incredible story. Is that okay? Throw a few logs on your hearts. And I'm praying this morning that as we look at this, that God's power, His presence, His healing will be here. I loved our time of worship. Val had a word. What did you get, Val? Do you want to just quickly share that? Just before Lynn got up, I had the vision of Braveheart and where they were all lined up ready to fight and he was going, hold, hold, hold. And then it was now. And God's saying, we're broken. It's now. Thank you. Who's needing a now? Anybody? I certainly do. Anybody? Yeah, just raise, reach out with your right hand. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. Even if I don't need one, I'm going to take it. Honestly, we need to be desperate. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off peace here for a few seconds. I promise I'll try and finish on time. Blessed are the short window. But I remember going to a conference in Canada. And I said to my friend who we were traveling together, I said, I am so desperate. I am going up for everything. Amen. And so I did. Whatever the altar call was, there I was. And then they said, John Honored got this thing about men and their, you know, prostate problems. <laughs> I did. And John said to me, you're desperate. I said, you've got to believe it. I'll come, I'll look even more foolish than this. Because I want to have that hand of God reaching down. I want to walk and leap and praise God with every part of my being. And God wants to do that for you as well. And so the first thing I want to say is this, is that where God is, that's where His power is. Where God is, that's where His power is. When we look at this man and his predicament, he was crippled. One of the things I used to realize when I was crippled, that there were more people paralyzed on my right side. There were more people paralyzed in their minds and their emotions than I was just physically. And that is a more debilitating paralysis when our spirits become paralyzed. And here was this man who had this predicament. And if you read in Acts 4, Pretty much for 40 years, for 40 years, just put at the gate, just put at the gate, put at the gate, the gate beautiful, supposedly into the very presence of God, the temple of God. And all his life, he had camped out there. Beloved, there are so many people who are camping outside the gate, beautiful, that are needing us, that are needing us. And all these people going into the temple with all their spiritual fervor and, you know, yay, it's so nice for us all to get be together. None of them could do anything for this guy, but just give them a few little coins. It was nothing they could offer. But thank God for Easter. And I'm a good, I come from an Anakin Episcopal background and so April is very, very poignant for me, especially since I've given my life to Jesus. And to relook at his life and his death 
and his resurrection. And as he died and he said, it is finished, the veil was torn from the bottom to the top and the glory of God came out of the temple to touch lives like ours. And he's no longer dwelling in a building, but he's dwelling in our hearts. Every single one of us, whether we feel it or whether we don't feel it. One of the things I've learned in my life, do not be led by the fickleness of your feelings. My feelings go all over the place. But we are his vessels. And beloved, his presence is not in buildings His presence is not in formulas that we may create. His presence is not just even maybe because I've got a few goosebumps. His presence is in our lives. We carry his presence and not just on Sundays. Sorry if I'm shouting. I'm just so passionate about this. We carry it in our lives. And not just for us on Sundays, but every day in the nitty gritty coalface. And Val alluded to the fact that we'd had an armed robbery and we've got gang members who are around. And I love it. I'm scared spitless whenever I go there. And I tell you, I've got to know these guys. I've got to know these gang members. And the one guy, whenever he sees me, he's still, I'm praying for him. He'll find his way home. He just takes his hat off and walks like this. Hello, Miss Lynn. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And so we need to know that power and that fullness of God flowing through us. And how incredible that the power of God didn't actually flow from the temple out. It flowed from the stairs up, coming in. And we carry that, you and I. And so Peter and John respond from their hearts as they see this guy. They see him. And we all love to be seen in some way. There's nothing more powerful than we say to another, I see you. I see you. Peter and John see this man. And I wonder whether in that moment, in that little moment, they thought, we remember Jesus, what you said, greater things you will do. (laughs) Let's give it a go. See, I think sometimes we don't see what we should be seeing because we're so scared to give it a go. Just do it. I'm sure somebody's thought of that already, but just do it. (laughs) What a prophetic statement, huh? Just do it. And so Peter reaches out to this guy and he takes him by the hand. And as I was preparing this, I was thinking, well, who took him by the hand? Was it God or was it Peter? It was both. Christ in us is that hope of glory. And as we see God, we see his power. And I want to say this, take some risks. As the Alpha course is on, take some risks. I do not want to get to heaven one day and have somebody who's on a road to hell going, you never told me. You never, you never bothered to tell me. Just think about that. You never bothered. You never bothered to tell me. And this week we learned that one of our students had died of of, um, kidney failure. I just thought she's in heaven. 
because we bothered not just to equip her, but to tell her about Jesus. We've lost people who've been shot in gang violence. And they're with Jesus. How cool is that? One day I'm going to go, come on, guys. Come and say hello to me now. Where God is, there is power. And the second thing is where God is, be expectant. Stand on tiptoe of expectation. I'm short, so, you know, I'm always standing on tiptoe to be able to see. But waiting for something in suspense. Oh, beloved, let us never become cynical professionals. Done that, been there, bought the T-shirt. And we sit and go, well, that was all right. Denise could have played better. <laughs> she played really well. <laughs> but we sit and we spectate. No, not you. I'm talking about the people in Manchester. You know? But God wants us to be expectant. Lord, use me. And so these guys are going up, the, you know, the, t- the steps. And here's this guy who's been crippled just waiting. And suddenly he hears, hey, look at me. And there it says this, and he was expectant. Yes, he was only expectant for a few little coins. But I tell you something, God took that little bit and did the most extraordinary miracle because the guy was expectant. Because our God can do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask or think. I remember when God spoke to me seven years ago about the regeneration of a city, the restoration of a nation, and the revival of a continent. And I remember lying in bed when that little phrase came to me and I thought, okay, this is, this is the outer part of a midlife crisis. <laughs> it will pass. I'm far too old to be doing this. It will pass exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask. And I'm the beautiful side of 60. And I tell you something, I am on a mission because I'm expectant of what God can and will do. And let's not allow past disappointments. We all have them. And past failures, we all have them. Begin to cloud our vision for the future and even for today. Let us have a confident expectation that God is on the move. And in Hebrews 11 verse 6, it says this, Paul says this, they that come to the God, if he wrote Hebrews, they that come to God must believe, not should believe, they must, must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And I wonder sometimes whether our diligence is just a one-off prayer. And then we wonder why nothing changes. Diligently, diligently seek him and not give up. The layman was expectant, but he got far, far more than he even imagined. And God's power is at flow where there is expectancy. And we must trust him. Because he knows what he's doing and his kingdom is still coming to earth as it has all these many centuries ago.
And let's try great things for God. Hudson Taylor is an amazing missionary way, way back. He said this, attempt great things for God and expect great things from God. And so where God is, be expectant. The third thing is where God is, authority is in place. And beloved, authority is not legalism. It's not wearing the badge and demanding. Authority is that rule, the royal rule of love. And as Peter and John were walking up those stairs, there was authority at work in them, Christ in them was the hope of glory. And the interesting thing is that, not, you know, as I read the story, they didn't kind of go, oh, here's a, here's a crippled man. Okay, guys, let's call a prayer meeting. Let's just pray. Let's get our prayer hats on. And then we'll do stuff. No, it says, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Now, I'm sure they were prayed up. We've got to copy diem. We've got to seize the day. We've got to be in that place of continually praying. So when those opportunities come, we're ready. And the authority is in place. And by the way, the authority is not me. The authority is in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That authority to heal. That authority to restore. That authority to release and that authority to deliver. Let's share Jesus in this world as we live in this world. And I spoke on Wednesday night about Matthew 28, where Jesus says, all authority, all dunamis, all power has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And then he teaches us to pray, says, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Amazing, all authority. And then he says, now go. And that's where we become co-laborers along with the Lord to make a difference in the world that he has called us into. Beloved, there is such an adventure. Every day is an adventure. Scary, scary, scary. But it's an adventure. And then Jesus says in Matthew 28, surely I am with you. Not surely, surely. I am with you always to the very end, to the very end. And I want to run that race so well with him. I want him to trust me and invest his authority in me that I can see the supernatural become natural. Just part of my day, part of my breathing, part of my life, every single day that I begin to walk in the authority that he's given to me. Are you still with me? And the final thing is where God is, he gets the glory. <laughs> he gets the glory. And verses eight to 10, I'll read it to you again. And when all the people saw him walking and praising God, the guy didn't go, hey, let me walk and praise Peter and John. Walking and praising God says they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Peter and John didn't write 24 books on healing. It wasn't about them and their glory. Beloved, we've got to realize that it's not about me. 
I love seeing what's going on in New Day, and I'm proud of all that's going on. But I tell you, the day I touch that supernatural move that God is doing, and the day Roddy or Val touch that supernatural move of what God's doing here is the day it all crumbles. Why? Because God does not share his glory with others. It's his glory. It's his goodness. It's his kindness. It's his love. It's his redemption. It's his hope. All of it is for him. We get to play with him, which is nice, but he gets the glory. And there is that frightening passage a little bit further on in Acts where the sons of Sceva say, hey, tell us what authority, how, that we can have this authority as well so that we can get the glory and we know what happened to them. And so, beloved, as I close, His is the kingdom. His is the power. His is the glory forever. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I'm so grateful for all your goodness. Just take a deep breath. Holy Spirit, thank you so much that you are here with us. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your love. Just take some deep breaths of his goodness. Sons and daughters of the Most High. Isn't that amazing? Beloved, it's got nothing to do with how well you're performing. It's everything to do with the finished work of the cross. And you were in his sights when he said, it is finished. And you belong, you belong, you belong. I just felt there were some things from the story that God wanted to just translate into our world. I felt there were some people here who can identify with the crippled man. Maybe emotionally, mentally, spiritually, or even physically. You are somewhat crippled. And you've been sitting at that gate, beautiful, just begging for alms because didn't know that there was a miracle waiting for you. There is a miracle waiting for you. And I feel the Spirit of the Lord is saying, reach out. Reach out. Reach out. Reach out to me. I am meeting you on those steps there is a divine encounter that I want to give you. I want to give you a sudden. Is my arm too short that I can't save? And so if you're needing that type of touch, and I'm not going to go into it in any more details. God showed me some things that were going on, but if you're feeling like that crippled person, just maybe behaviors that you keep going back to or mindsets that you keep going back to or spiritual, you know, weariness that's taken hold of you and you're crippled. 
I'm going to ask you to be brave enough right now to reach out. And would you mind if that's you just standing and saying, here I am. And I felt the second thing was an expectancy. It's time to position your hearts again in expectancy. where you may just see problems and devastation God sees purpose and he's saying can those dry bones live of course they can and if you're needing that in your life that your heart's become maybe hard battered or bruised and you're sitting at that gate beautiful but you just can't get in I'm going to ask that you stand as well because God wants to bring that fresh expectancy. Expect me for great things. And I feel that there's some people here, there's young people, expect me for great things in your school. Expect me to break out amongst your mates, your friends. That you are not seen as some freak because you have a faith. but that you can know that God wants you to begin to be somebody who's like a, a, a lighthouse, a beacon in the school. And I felt as well, just from the story, that God wants to give to some of you fresh authority. It goes beyond the badge but it's that authority of knowing who he is and whose you are in the name of Jesus. He wants to anoint you with fresh authority to be able to carry his presence where you go, to have his words of life, to be able to see as he sees, to be able to hear and hear and listen and carefully. And I'm going to ask you to please stand because he wants to use you in the miracle workings that he wants to present, bring to the world, your world. And you will see healings, not to puff you up or make you think you're some superstar, but you'll see his healings come and you'll be brave enough to, do, to say to people, can I pray for you? Beloved, you can do that and it doesn't mean that you've got to be the miracle worker here. God is the miracle worker. For some of you, you're needing to have that authority to begin to pray again for the restoration of families, of kids in your family, of, 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 of adults in your families, of your, of your wives or your husbands or whatever that is. Or family members restoring and releasing that God's deliverance will come. Deliver us from evil, Lord. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Deliver. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. But that freedom comes as knowing authority, His authority at work in us. And I feel that there's some people here, you may be standing already, that you need to be filled with wonder and awe again. You've got bored with Jesus. He's a means to an end and He's saying, no, I died for intimacy with you. 
And we all are created for intimacy. I love the way that God has got a hold of Rod's heart and Val's heart, just engaging with Papa. And I tell you, I've got the privilege of staying in their homes and I'm, I'm gonna boast on them because they won't say it. But I walked through and there was Rod. Because I've walked, I rode with them. This great time we're having now is great. But there were moments, my goodness, when they just wanted to give up, especially Roddy. And I walked through the lounge and I said, hey, Rod, what are you doing? He just said, I'm sitting here with Papa. And there was just an audience of one. God wants you, each of us, to be filled with wonder again for the audience of one. So Holy Spirit, we're here. And for those who are sitting down, that's absolutely fine. Please, could you join me and just, if you wouldn't mind, just extending your hands to each of these people who are standing. And if you're feeling like you're so crippled you can't get up, I understand that too. And I'm going to pray that there will be a moment of a suddenly for you. So Holy Spirit, just do what only you can do. Do what only you can do. Hey Fred, is it at all possible to get the band up here with me again. Is that okay? And you? Thank you. Thanks, guys. Just put your hands out. Just enjoy it. Breathe in. Breathe in. Keep those eyes closed. See yourself at that gate beautiful. (laughs) And here's the deal. He says, I am at the door. And I'm knocking. And he is gate beautiful I am that gate just lift your heads can you do that just lift your heads as you lift your hearts we stand before you Lord in your incredible holiness and he draws us to come be and to come and stand before his mercy seat. Isn't that amazing? Mercy. Ah, oh, Lord, we need your mercy. And I just see Jesus getting up from the right hand side of the Father. And his wrap around love comes to us. Holds every part of us our mind, our will, our emotions, our dreams, our despairs, our fears. He holds it all and He kisses us with amazing, scandalous grace. And this is what He says it's going to be all right. Isn't that amazing? Because when I said it is finished. I made everything right. I will make things all right. I 
And so, Lord, I just thank you for miracles, 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 miracles at work here. Just miracle after miracle after miracle. For every young person here, I speak blessing and strength and power over you. For every older person, I speak grace and truth over you. 